What's up, Authentic Fam? It's your boy Brandon here, back here again with another authentic episode here. Um, maybe this is on one podcast, so we don't know yet. We'll see how it goes in the future. But um, we're in for a good one, guys. Uh, we're excited for this episode. So wherever you are, uh, make sure you guys tune in. Um, before we get started, a couple of announcements. First of all, guys, if you haven't already, um, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts and YouTube. So if you haven't already, guys, please go subscribe. Um, go ahead and listen in, tune in. And yeah, everything we have, we have great gems that we share around the podcast, hopefully for your benefit uh, as well. Um, and if you haven't already, if you um, follow us on our social media platforms, we're on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Facebook, and go ahead and check out our content. You don't want to miss out on our weekly content. Hopefully they can help inspire you, motivate you, become the best that you can possibly be. Um, and that's about it. Yeah, so wherever you're in, if you're, t- if you're swimming, if you're running around, if you're working out, um, tune into the podcast to hear what we have to say. A lot of things we have to say uh, really, really engage into our, our, our culture, our community, but also as well to help us inspire each other to uh, get where we want to be, achieve our dreams to the fullest. Um, so let's let's get right into it. Let's get our red carpet and warm welcome to uh, one of the Usos over here, Venture Parker, a.k.a. Poetic. What's up, brother? How's it going? Hey, brother. Good, man. Good. Thanks for having me. Always, bro. Good to have you. We're humbled. We're humbled actually to be here with you, bro. And um, just the amazing things you've been doing for the community. Um, you know what you've been able to accomplish uh, representing. Um, you know our people here. Yeah, it's it's it's, just, it's a privilege to be here with you, bro. Man, so we're you. we're excited. Um, yeah, but we'll we'll shoot off. We'll get right into it, bro. Just give us a quick introduction. Give us your name, uh, where you're from, and then also what is your favorite food and what you've been up to. Yeah, what's up, everybody? My name is uh, Poetic. That's what everyone knows me as. Most people. Um, my actual name is uh, Leifi Venture David Parker Jr. And I'm from the 685. I'm from Samoa, Apia City. That's where I grew up. That's uh, where most of my life has been spent. I've spent time in other countries and had a little bit of a journey overseas, but that's where I'm from. That's where I'm going back to. Um, my favorite food is man. I'm I'm grateful for any food, man. <laughs> I remember the days when we used to pray just to get a sandwich. So let's go. Yeah, like I, I love New Zealand because there's a lot of food here. Mm. A lot of good ones too. Eh? A lot of food, man. Like, <laughs> you can get a pie for a dollar, man. Like it's it's a dream come true. So yeah. Mean bro, mean bro, guys. Um, uh, Podic's been a bit humble, a bit 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 modest over here in the, with us in the podcast, guys. He's he's actually one of you know one of the renowned and also well known artists here in our community, representing you know Samoa obviously and also um, our Polynesia family here in the Pacific Islands. Um, yeah, bro. I guess we'll, what we want to do maybe start a bit by yourself and I guess your own journey uh, within the music industry. Um, I guess we'll just shoot off with what really. Um, inspired you to pursue, you know, this music career that has that's taken off for yourself? I think a lot of it is to do in the community I grew up in. Uh, music was always there. And um, for me and my household, my father is a singer from the old days, from, yeah, like, my father was born in the 40s, I think. So, like, 1960s, he was rolling around with people like John Rose, so Howard mm-hmm. Morrison, Billy T., um, and, a, and a whole array of artists that at the time were pretty much doing what we're doing now, mm-hmm. you know, you and I and, and, and Togo and a lot of our other peoples across the across the planet is um, just trying to uh, contribute to music, to the culture, sports and entertainment and everything and um, tell our stories. 
and I feel like I feel like I forgot what the question was. <laughs> no, you're my good. You're good, Oos. You're good, um, Oos. Yeah, like the yeah. So um, my pops was a big influence, mm. and my uncle John, his brother, they, they were both singers. Um, my uncle John, rest in peace. And um, yeah, music was always there. Or you know, when I was growing up, there was a whole lot of parties, like mm. parties every week, man, almost every day <laughs> when I was a kid. And um, you know, on, on any given Sunday, you have like these celebrities pull up to the house and just party, you know, like all the singers or like the the Miss South Pacific pageant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like all these people. And like as a kid, you know, you just want to run around and go, there's more kids, man, there's more kids. Like, hey, do you know how to do this? Do you know how to play that? <laughs> I, I, I can do like a backflip and stuff like that. <laughs> or like play toys, whoever got toys, because, you know, kids come over and they bring yeah, like their yeah. G.I. Joe and I'm like, man, can't turn. Mm. You know, so, um, and my, my childhood was spent like uh, traveling a lot, but I always went back to, to, to home to sound more for me. And um, yeah, man, Not you know when you ask me that kind of question, I, I try to think back and it's like, what a journey, man. Like, mm. cause I never had one solid foundation. Yeah, It's like a just a big ass mix of everything. Mm. And then move to the next country or the next city or the next whatever. Yeah. So um, just back and forth, yeah. The biggest influence would be that. And then in my teenage years would be the street life. Streets is always playing music, mm. you know, the neighborhoods or the taxis, the buses. Yeah, exactly. You know, or yeah. just, if you don't got nothing, you got your voice so you can just sing. <laughs> and, you know, us, we love to sing from from now to when church was started to before that our ancestors passed down the knowledge through song, you know. And I never really thought about it like that, but it's been a part of us forever. So I guess being a Pacific Islander is the biggest influence and um, inspiration as an artist. That's mean. Just like knowing who you are, where you come from, eh? Yeah. That was a long ass answer. Yeah, yeah. No, that was My mean, bad, bro. Man. That's all good. <laughs> bro, that's good. We got time. We got time. <laughs> and I guess, bro, like, and then I guess fo really focusing on that, like what you mentioned, um, what inspired, like, one of the influences, I guess, you know, being Pacific Islander, being Polynesian, um, that has influenced, but also, I guess, I think you, you mentioned a lot, um, with within your music and um with with your biography and everything about you yourself you know coming up and using your surroundings to get where you need to be or to get to the next place and I, I feel like that's super inspirational because um now generation and you you can probably see the generation now you know you know trying to hustle or trying to um i guess do our previous generations proud in a way but sometimes i guess we tend to not sure, like take advantage, maybe like become too entitled. We we can be because looking back at you at yourself and your and your career, it was like, you know, um, bro, you 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 it hasn't been like an easy easy journey for you. Like you actually had to go through a lot of obstacles. Um, you know, um, like I was I was uh, researching like you guys had to go out and sell your own CDs and T-shirts and you know market yourself. You know, with your own pocket money, um, or even people not being able to give you guys a chance, um with the style you're doing, but then, like, proving the people wrong, but, like, like just doing everything you can possibly to um, make your dreams come true or actually do what you need to do to make that dream come alive. Like, I guess, um, what are your thoughts or just touch on, on that aspect of it, bro? Man, you got to believe in, in what, what you're doing. And uh, we always believed, you know, coming up in the islands that the rest of the world might not understand our story from the islands. Mm. So, uh, you know, like other races or groups of people who, who aren't associated closely with Pacific Islanders that are from the Pacific might not understand, like, 
bits and pieces of our culture that we hold sacred, like you know our traditions mm. and just how we treat people, the mannerism. Yeah. How you know, like um, you walk past an elder, you bow your head, you take your hat off to low lover, you know, um, things like that. And I thought, why not run the codes, like the area code of conduct where we grew up, into um, our music, like, and 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 our our piece of of uh, the story of hip hop mm. is from the Islander perspective, and um, I wanted to share that with the world, well, my, my my crew and I wanted to share that with the world and. Think again. I forgot the question. <laughs> My bad, dog. Like, man, I'm not good at talking. Nah, like, you're good. It was, you're I, good. I try, like, yeah. I, I, um, I think it's just, it's just amazing how, like, you know, um, I guess a lot of people, especially this generation, just see, you know, your influence and your story, like, well, what, what they see now, but a lot of them didn't see, like, you know, the, the hustle, the grind that you had to go through to get yourself to this point. And yeah. I feel like, you know, if they understood more of that. Of actually like um, the character you have to have, or like just the, the the grind you have to have to get to where you want to be. Like like all the greats had to actually, you know, you know, like everyone who wants to have their dreams to come true, like they had to put in some kind of work or sacrifice or effort. And I feel like for you, like a lot, and I guess something to add on to, um, you know, maybe a lot of people on this generation they, they want to, you know know about that or I guess some advice for them from you what, what would that be for you to give to them to, for them to yeah. understand how to get to where they want to be yeah I'll be honest the, I think one thing I can say is um, I I think you should never take advice from somebody who, who hasn't been where you're trying to go mm. and um, what I encountered in the journey leaving the islands and coming to to New Zealand and trying to run the, the game plan from our, from 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 back home to to New Zealand, a lot of our people here that we encountered were like, "Nah, you can't do that. You can't be like this. You can't be like that. You gotta be this way." And you sound too too much like you're an American. All these things like you got it. I'm like, look, man, we're coming out here and we're doing it the Islander way. And if it's if it's foreign to you, go home, like go back to the islands and experience it. And you'll come back and you'll be like, "Oh no, nah, I get it. Mm. How can I help you?" A lot of things weren't open to us. A lot of our own people were like pushing us to the side, and you know, it, it was you know it was it was hard. Like um, I I gotta be honest with you, I got angry a lot of times because um, people that were in a position to help or give us a little piece of information actually took ideas from us and took brand ideas and things like this, and I was just like, bro, like I couldn't understand it. Um, us coming from poverty, you know, third world poverty, but you know, we didn't even have shoes come over here and our own people, you know, I, I love my people, you know, our people, don't get me mm -hmm. wrong, but it just felt like they took some, the only thing that we had to make it and they went and did something with it because they were in a better opportunity. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know the game, you got to get money and I can't hate on nobody trying to get their bag and feed their, their wife and kids or, or whatever, but I just felt like, damn, like our, our, our plans just got shut down and, um, what happens is, well, in my experience, in our experience with the homies and I, is when we got here, it was like when that happened, we didn't know what else to do. And, and being in a place like South Oakland where there's a lot of noise, mm. and if you get caught up, you get caught up, and it could change your life. Because not everybody has that, um, you know, that mom, dad, solid foundation, brothers and sisters. Yeah, Some yeah. of us, you know, we don't have that. So what else is there? The streets will always be there. And the streets took us in. Mm. And... um yeah, we went down that path, and it got a bit dark, and you know, I lost focus on the music for years because people just wouldn't 
give us the time of day in New Zealand. And then I got a flight to Australia, and I went to Australia and, and did a few things out there and um, released uh, our first mixtape. And then New Zealand started tapping in, like the industry started tapping, oh, okay, yo, okay, yeah. yeah. And then um, come back a few times, they still wouldn't give us, you know, open the door or nothing. So when I moved back to New Zealand about three, four years ago, I was like, man, I'm going to just do this out the trunk because that's all we know how to do is hustle, you know, get out there and make money however you got to make it. And I was like, man, this is sell, you know, merch. But the merch helped to fund everything. And also it, it gave like a, like a glimpse of what we were doing and people were like, oh, look at these guys. And mm. so people pulled up and supported. So without the people supporting, man, we wouldn't even be here, bro. Might be dead or in jail, like the rest of the yeah. homies, you know? Because the sports thing missed me, dog. Like I could have <laughs> been a rugby player or the NFL or something, basketball. It missed me, bro. And I come from an athletic family. Like we got fighters in my family. We got like, you know, rugby players and stuff. And I, I missed it, bro. I, I should have been more on point. But <laughs> Caught on to the music later and been real blessed ever since. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Love it, bro. Love it. Um, I think what, yeah, what stuck out to me when you talk, just barely talked, bro, was, you know, just having the people support. And I feel like, you know, now, you know, like, not now, but there's been a lot of people who's been contributing, you know, to not uh, towards uh, your success as a career. I, I'm pretty sure you have, you know, your, your Usos or your crew, you know, support backing you up 100%. And, and it's only going up from here, eh? Definitely, bro. Um, not just the immediate crew, like the homies that, you know, the day-to-day -day mm. and the homies that, that used to be down in the past, but, you know, we've, we've parted ways and we're going this way, they're going mm -hmm. that way. But also just random strangers in the industry, bro. Like people come through and go, hey, you're so-and-so's uh, nephew or isn't your dad so-and-so? Hey, uh, I got this <laughs> thing that's uh, called uh, Fresh TV. Let me put you all that. What? <laughs> you know, like that real... Pacific Islander yeah. mentality of you got to look out for, for people coming up. So a lot of mm. people helped me. So I never forget the people that helped me, bro. And I'm just like, uh, I wouldn't be here without all these people. But ultimately, I wouldn't be here without God sending those people my way. Mm. And it was at, like a lot of those times, it was at times where I was about to go and do some crazy stuff that would have landed me in a different position in life. Well, I might not even have a life. But on that day... I got a random phone call from someone who got my number off so-and-so and, -so and, hey, we want you to come in and film this and do this. And it just projected me into a bigger yeah, sphere, yeah. a bigger arena, and, um, you know, opened the doors. Mm -hmm. So I guess for me, being, you know, my heart was hardened and plus dealing with, because I'm still getting used to talking about trauma and that, so mm -hmm. identifying all that, dealing with all the trauma as a teenager, being a suicidal, depressed, um, angry, violent, and seeing violence my whole life, my whole younger life, when these things happened to us and we felt like the doors were closed, we got angry and we, you know, we just didn't care about music. We just said, the hell with it. We'd be dead before 21. Let's go hit the streets and, mm. you know, be like the movies, I guess. Yeah. You know, people keep saying, hey, you like the movies, man. You guys are like those guys in the movies. Straight up, man. I didn't watch no movies till I came here because we don't have TV in the island. So, yeah. I think, I think uh, everything's right on time and, um, Maybe I wasn't ready or mature enough at the mm -hmm. time when I when I first tried it out, but I feel like now, you know, it's all God's timing. Yeah, 100%. Then, there's probably more blessings on the way. 100%, yeah. That uh, I'm not ready for today, or my uso or my cousin, but, you know, next week maybe that's when God's going to say, hey, this is the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to um, learn how to not block out those blessings because I'm very self-destructive. I just come from that environment. 
And when you don't see things in front of you that inspire you to um, to be a better person in that retrospect, it's like you're gonna you're gonna get caught up in the hurricane, you know. And the hurricane leads to jail, or leads to drugs, or leads to um, you know broken families and you know the grave. So yeah, man, that was a hell of a question. Facts, bro. <laughs> Apollo <laughs> dropping some gems, guys, in the chat. Let's go, um, bro. I think what what's crazy about what experience you just talked about, bro. I, I think hundred percent agree. Um, it's crazy. Like all it takes is is just one, um, I guess, one door to open. Mm. You know, that's all it takes. And then like, like like yourself, like you saw that door open. You know, taking it, even though like there, there was a lot of um, whatever was going on at that time. But like the fact that. Some of us, you know, I think highly, it, highly to get those opportunities. But when the person finds the opportunity and takes it, bro, you know, it goes hundred percent. Like, 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 what just, like, just what you just said, you know, taking the opportunity, got that one phone call away, and that one, one difference can make a whole difference in in your life, you know. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I think uh, I've noticed in my time overseas, um, especially in New Zealand with with Pacifica. A lot of us get presented with opportunities and we don't take it. Mm. And I, I'm trying to figure it out because, you know, I'm still trying to, I'm coming from a place of trying to learn, be educated and understand. And I feel like a lot of the time it's something internal, like something like some, some traumatic experience as, as, as when you were a kid that stops you now from saying, oh, no, I'm ready to, you know, run it. Because mm. I've seen a lot of the homies more talented than me just say, nah, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm not gonna go for that one. I'm not gonna go for that. And then they just stop. And I'm like, bro, like, your voice and, and your vision and your heart, if that was on a mainstream platform, mm. you would save a lot of people who take their lives, you know, mm. like that kind of, of, of special, you know, essence. And I feel like because I see that, or because a lot of the homies, you know, they didn't make it to that part where the opportunity came, they, they got killed or, or they, you know, committed suicide or just, got locked up or something happened. I feel like since I have this opportunity now, mm. I gotta, I, I can't, af I can't give up. As as hard as it gets, I can't give up. I can't, you know, I can cry, I can, um, I can take the day off and drink to deal with my demons, but I gotta bounce back tomorrow and get back to work because it's not about me, it's about us, mm. you know? 100. It's about us and, and it's about us and it's gonna be about them. What I mean by them is like our kids. It's gonna be about them tomorrow, so it's about us today. So if we fix everything today and sort out all this mess that we're dealing with, it's going to hand off a better future to the kids tomorrow. And that was enough for me to change my life and get out of all the foolishness and try to stay away from, from bad things or being a bad, you know, contributor, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, so true, bro. I think uh, moving on to one of our next questions, bro. What, what was... Um, What's the best advice you've ever received? Man. One one thing that my father said to me, he called me smoking. Um, I, I was a kid, and uh, I, I didn't spend my whole life with my dad, but the times that I did scattered throughout my, my upbringing, he, he'd always say something that I, I remember forever, and one of those things was like, hey, son, you know, if you're going to smoke, I thought he was going to whoop my ass. I was like, you know, Shang it go. I mean, like, get, get get ready and Shang your 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 and and just take the beating. And he's just looking at me like, son, 
Don't ever take up addictions that you can't support on your own because a man stands on his own two feet and supports himself. And if you want to be addicted to cigarettes or whatever, you better, you know, not beg someone else for for a cigarette or whatever it is. You want to drink, you better be able to, you know, afford it. He was trying to teach me these things, and I was too immature and young to catch on. But when I look back on it, I'm like, yo, don't, you know, a real man handles his own. And I don't know, maybe when my son picks up a cigarette, I might say that, I might whoop his ass, see how I feel today. <laughs> but that's one, man. Like, you know, I, I think I seen, uh, I seen the Toko um, Devolo say, remember who you meet on your on your way up because you'll see them on your way back down. That to me is humbling. Uh, I, I always keep that in, in check in, in my own. And um, one proverb that I love for, that, that I try to live by is, uh, we are moved by love, never intimidation. Meaning, you know, people who come through and intimidate, flex and all that, and it doesn't move us left or right. We stay solid, we stay still, and we don't react in a violent or whatever kind of way. But when someone comes through and shows love and you know it's sincerely love, man, that's when like we, we kangi, you know, like, we, mm. man, come here, man, give me a <laughs> hug, bro. Like, that that's what moves us. Yeah. And when you think about it, that's specific people. Like, when you get moved by love, it's something different. Yeah, 100%. Something different. You know, like, we all get angry. We all have arguments and whoop de whoop But when it's love, it's, like, special. Mm. You know? We'll move ends of earth, bro. We'll you know move mountains I mean? are full of. And we, we are a very loving people, bro. 100%. You know, mm. whatever anyone else says about us because, you know, the cameras were on when this incident happened. Yeah. It's just an isolated incident. And there might be many of those, but, you know, the cameras don't seem to be rolling when, when, when the, the love When, when is, the love happens, eh? You know, like, man. And I hope that, you know, we, we can um, turn the cameras on and, and, and get that part shown mm. as well. You know? I like that. I like that. I guess touching on that, bro, like, I probably tunes into our next question, but what what is... Uh, I guess what would you think is our community's or or even our country's greatest weakness? Because I feel like we have a lot of strengths, you know, like what, what you're talking about. Like, you know, us being Polynesian Pacific Island in the community, we love, you know, that that love is such a great strength. Um, but then again, you know, I guess if I continue to turn away, like what would you think on the flip side, opposite side, you know, is something that holds us back? Man, I think there's a long list and all of them, might not be bigger than the other one, but together, it's what stops us. I think one thing that um, backfired with social media is, you know, this right here is, is a way for us to feed our families and build our, you know, our brands and, and all those kind of things and stay connected and also educate. Instead, we use it to tear each other apart Facts, to pieces. Uh, the first Samoan I remember, I'm saying this because, I, you know, I grew up in Samoa, but this is, this is for all of our people. But the first Samoan I've seen ever destroyed online was the prime minister, the former prime minister of Samoa. Mm -hmm. And I remember when it happened, it was a few years back, and I just got on social media trying to learn how this goes, and Samoans just destroyed him, bro. And I was like, yo, y'all remember, that's like a high chief. Like, I'd never see this kind of behavior in the islands, but overseas. So the overseas influence sometimes can be different, depending on the individual. That's so true. There's a lot yeah. of individuals that don't know Samoa or, or Tonga or Fiji like that, mm. the island way. And over here, we're exposed to, like, you know how you, you look at some of those rich bilingual kids and they just talk back to their moms? <laughs> well, now you can't say that no more because now our people are doing it. And I'm like, this guy, man. Like, it's my own nephew. Like, hey, before I come over there. And um, just it's just a, a difference in uh, life experience and mentality and maybe your upbringing is different that um, causes some of these things to happen. Mm. 
And um, I, see, I see a lot of division. And I'm trying to understand it right now. But, for example, I was talking to the homie Christian. And he said something that I was always thinking about. He reaffirmed that, you know, when the Asian homies come over from China and wherever else, they come to a place like Aotearoa, New Zealand, and they stay in one house, all 10 of them. And they pay that house off. And then they go to the bank and go, look, we paid this off. We want two. And they flip it, flip it, flip it. Mm. Where us, I feel like when we get here, we don't all stay in the same house and pay it off and then flip it in the same. We stay in the house and save up and then we go try and get our own house. house. I was like, yo, if all the cousins chipped in 50 Gs each, you'd own a a million dollar, $1.5 million house in Ponsonby Mm. or wherever. And you flip that and you keep flipping until we accumulate that wealth. When we're on the, because on, it's not a level, a level playing field, I don't think it is. Yeah, I can't go out there right now with a you know a, a fat bank account that I inherited and buy property. I have to get out there and sell a lot of CDs to buy property, and to even get in that game. Mm. And you know, in the hood, like some of us don't even know how to have that conversation. Hundred percent. And we don't even get to that part. Like, yeah. like. I can ask anybody in the hood what's a blood or a crip, and they will tell me what it is. But I can't ask everybody in the hood where do your ancestors come from and get that educated response. Not everybody. A lot, a lot of people, maybe they can, but that's, that's, that's dangerous. Mm. You know, we, we're all influenced from what we see growing up. Mm. Do, you feel like, do you feel like, I guess, in t- having more in touch with our culture and who we are, where we come from, would like not I guess not really solve everything in the community, but I guess would I guess help in some way. I think it'll it'll really help us. Mm. You know, I I look at some of our people and I'd be like, Why are you so upset? Why are you so what's what's missing? You know, and I feel like the homies that because out here, you know, we, we, we tease people that can't speak the <laughs> language or we tease people that never been back to the island. Not even the visit. Like, we just tease. And I was like, well, what did we get out of it? We don't get a million dollars for teasing. <laughs> the only guy that gets paid for teasing is 50 Cent, you know? <laughs> so it's like, that homie right there is like, I'm not even going to try and speak it. Or I'm not even mm. going to try and, you know, do that. I'm going to go out here and do this and get paid and, you know, my career. But then when you, when you get that success, and you will if you work hard, guaranteed, something's still missing. Mm. Some of us say, hey, the church will be there for you too and all that. But something might still be missing. And a lot of it I, I see is culture, is um, who you are as a person. And it happens to a lot of mixed-race people. I come from a mixed-race family. Like, my family's, like, hella mixed. So I got some cousins that, you know, are on this side, grew up like the Palangi. I got some that grew up black, grew up brown, whatever. Mm. But, you know, the family reunions are the best. <laughs> the best, man. My mom, my mom was a... Gee, she'd be like, I don't care if you don't know how to do chores. You don't have to do it. Over here, you do chores. <laughs> All of you. Go get that. Go get that. You know? So, yeah, I feel like culture is very important. And um, there's a lot of arguing about culture right now, a lot of blocking mm-hmm. of culture, even within us mm-hmm. and with, or within people of color. And we're all arguing about things. And I'm like, man, we need to stop the noise and really sort out what's hurting people because I feel like a lot of us put our own personal trauma into the conversation and then it just it doesn't really go anywhere fruitful mm. so all my personal trauma i don't project it on other people i internalize that man with a it. bottle of hennessy and you know like <laughs> i do it that way man and then i binge eat 15 cheeseburgers and cry myself to sleep like a you know 
like a Uso, but <laughs> you know, and then I'll, I'll go to church later and, and figure it out. But I try not to ever um, throw my own, you know, my hate or my anger on someone else because that's mm. unfair. What about what that person's going through? Hundred percent. So I think um, consideration of others should be another thing. You know, be more considerate. We, we, we're supposed to be very considerate, but 100%. now it's like now we're, we're kind of changing. You know, and, and everything changes through time. Yeah. But how, how much are we going to change? And how much are we going to lose in the process of changing? Because you and I, if we don't know our culture right, we can go and learn it right now in this country. Compared to Los Angeles, Auckland, you can go out there and mm. take a class. And mm. you got an auntie, I got an uncle out here, we can learn. Whereas other places like, you know, places in Australia or America or even further out in Europe and that, they don't have access to it. Mm. So in Auckland, we have access to it, but we don't always utilize it. Yeah, and I, bro, on that point, bro, I feel like that's so true. Like, I think a lot of us, even though we're, we're around us so much, we can become, you know, ignorant or ignore, like, not ignore on purpose, but maybe, like, we just we just choose not to, oh, what's, what's the word? It's like, um, we can, uh, oh, man, I forgot the word, but... But, but it's out there somewhere. Yeah, it's out there. <laughs> word, homie, word. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, it could just run right through us, you know, and then w without even noticing, like, we can become just complacent to the fact of we have the culture around us. And I think most of us who don't have access would do a lot to, would do a lot to try and get access to the culture and, and connect. Whereas over here, like, we're, we're blessed with, that we have in touch with, you know, people from our culture and, 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 and utilize it. But um, like what you talked before, you know, uh, some of us can use that tools of social media, can influence us. To, we can use it. We can, It can be a light or it can be darkness to us as well at the same time, just depending on how well we use it, you know? I hear you, bro. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm like, yeah, man, definitely. Yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just running yeah. through my mind like, oh, doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's always weird talking, bro. Like I, I get nervous talking because you know, and I'm sober, so yeah, man. But I'm, I'm trying to be more um, vulnerable in a positive light because mm. I can be vulnerable easily on the track because you just record it and, and you know put it out there and let them tear it to pieces or you know let them identify with it, whatever. Mm. But and this, like even talking amongst you know the the boys, the homies. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, yeah, this old mentalities, I think I'm trying to learn how to change. Yeah. To make things, I don't know if it's going to make it better, but you got to try. Mm. You know? Yeah. Changing to make a difference, man. I think I think that's that's a big thing, too, is like, um, I mean, you, you probably have to change a lot to, um, not in terms of, you know, personality-wise, but man, maybe like changing, uh, I don't know, like making adjustments throughout your career or like with songs or whatever. I'm, I'm not sure what it, what it might be for you, but like, you know, I know for a lot of people, um, you know, it's always like not so much changes, but maybe adjustments. You know, mm -hmm. um, adjustments to to your goal, fine tuning. Like, the, like we, we we talked a lot about noise. Um, Sorry about that noise, good, man. <laughs> Bro, I hope you don't mind. But it's six o'clock, man. You mind if I say a prayer? It's prayer time. You good? You good? Sorry, man. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to kick it with the homies. Please bless my two brothers here and their families. Please bless their podcast. Bless all of our people, all human beings across the planet worldwide. Forgive us for being lost at times. Humble our hearts towards those who we might feel a certain way towards, that we may forgive them and find peace. And we love you. We give you all the glory and the place. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. I said place, cause I'm I'm a five like that. Place. <laughs> Give all the place. Not the place. <laughs> My bad. Sorry, Jesus. Sorry, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, no, six o'clock is prayer That's time. Mean. That's cool. Um, yeah. I love that. My dad, my dad implemented prayer time uh, before I left Samoa. It's funny because he, he don't, he don't pray. <laughs> One day he said, "All right, we're gonna do it like uh, we did back in the '40s with, with my mom." Because man, grandma was old school like that. Grandma, grandma, grandma couldn't cook, <laughs> and grandma could only cook cocoa rice and eggs, boiled eggs. Only one way to cook eggs is boiled eggs. Boiled, man. And my, my auntie Nina, who I live with, you know, uh, for a while, she used to send me to grandma's for two weeks at a time for school holidays. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, man, I'm, I'm going to have a different kind of keto right now because it's going to be like cocoa rice and <laughs> morning and lunch <laughs> and dinner, bro, and boiled eggs. But, you know, and 6 o'clock in the morning and, and at night was prayer, prayer time. Prayer time, no and matter man, what. She called me one time during prayer. I was like, with the G.I. Joe's. But she was like 85 years old, man. She couldn't get up and whoop my ass, but I saw it in the eyes. She was cut the press. Hey. Sorry, man. Sorry to take it there, man. I love you, Grandma. Rest man. Shout out to Grandma, bro. Yep. I feel like that's super cool, though, because, like, I think a lot of us can have those experiences. Like, like that's one thing about, you know, t- talking about culture. Like, we all have, you know, the point of culture of, you know, the older generation, like Grandma, Grandpa, you know, always, always there to, I guess, you know, remind us of, you know, um, just to remind us of like old traditions to help us ground ourselves, I guess you know. Because I feel like yeah. you know, for for me myself, like my parents, like they learn from their parents. They always give us reminders, like hey, like you know, you gotta remind yourself, you know, do like say prayers. Because that's same as us, even here, you know, we're always trying to say prayers in the mornings, night as a family together, and that's that's that, that's a big part of our culture, I guess. You know, just staying connected and staying grounded. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, bro. It's it's different out here too. Like um, when I first got out here. The, like, you know, how do you say it? Culture shock? Yeah, yeah. So, like, culture shock for me was, oh, my family's just swearing, like, curse words left, right, and center, like, F, 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 and I was like, wow. And then everyone, like, it was F, F to each other. I'm like, it's like a, it's like a movie, like, you know, back in Samoa, like, you don't do that. Maybe when you're with the boys and stuff, but, man, like, out in the open and cursing in front of strangers, I was like, wow. And then I went to Australia, and they're like times a thousand over there. Like, yeah, mate, F, 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 and F, F, and how are you? Like, damn. <laughs> and now I'm the guy that swears on my on my song. Like, I did this song. I went to a meeting today with DRM, and I was like, yeah, the first single is this one, but I don't think we can make that the main single because every word is F, 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 F. I was like, Duddy. So we, we changed it to another one. But, yeah, man, maybe that's me being influenced from overseas. And, you know, because when I go home, it's different politics. Different man. politics. Because you know over here, like I got here and like there's social media now. So yeah. the Usos are smoking weed on their, on their socials. On their socials. Taking pictures. I was like, man, if I did that in Samoa, I'd go straight to jail. Like they come for me. They know where I live. They know <laughs> everybody I know. Like you can't run in Samoa. You can't run, bro. Everyone knows your family. Everyone knows who you are. That's why you know where, like when they say, oh, we're looking for this guy. We haven't called him in three months in Samoa. They're like... Somebody's cousin, cause I know you know where he's at. You know how to catch him, bro. Samoa's like five meters next door to the next door, you know. But yeah, man, it's, it's different politics, and you know, um, I just try to like find ways where I can work with people instead mm. of against, you know, and, and the whole you know greater scheme of it. Yeah, and I, I would like to see more unity here in Auckland 100. and then around the world, and that's with all people of color. Um, I want to see a lot more with. with uh, our African Kiwi cousins 
and and I'll and I'll, I'll turn out to Fenua and I'll speak over here, rolling together. Mm-hmm. You know, just like how in in the states, you know, we're all rolling together. Everyone does roll together. Yeah, yeah. You know, like let's let's get in there. Let, let's let's put in that mm-hmm. work. Cause it's it's pretty clicky here. It yeah. can be. Yeah. It can be. You know, I I think I go against the grain a lot, and I just go and click over everywhere. <laughs> a lot of people look at me like Is this guy like. What's, what's up with this guy? Because I just go everywhere, man. I'm low. I feel like that. I just pull up and go, hey, bro. I got my boots. Like, just kick it. But, you know, most of the time it works and people are cool. And same with the gangs. I kick it with all the gangsters. I don't care what set you're from. Because let's be honest. I think each of us here probably got a cousin in every almost, you know, or in-law or uncle that was there when it started in 1950. So it's like, man, we're all cousins anyway. Yeah. Stop the violence and get together and let's get this money. So we can buy property and we can actually have equity and own things. And in, in the in the process of that, let's not stop teaching our kids how to do dishes and how to clean the yard and how to speak politely in front of elders. Let's keep that because I feel like entitlement comes through with privilege. Like people, you know, some of the homies that they're my they're my homies, but I argue with them sometimes. Healthy, when they go like, "Nah, we're entitled to this money from the government," because it's sound like, man. You should call the government your daddy then, like, <laughs> and try to get under the skin. But really, was, why don't you just come out and sell some CDs with me? Yeah. Not everything got to be funded from something else. I know the money's there for us, and yeah, that's cool, but what about the single moms out there that couldn't get the funding or couldn't get the benefit shit? Like, that kind of money should be safe for people that actually need it. Because I came here to this country with, you know, an ear lover lover, a fresh pair of jandals, and, like, the clothes of my backpack in a dream. And now I'm here. There's opportunity to make money. I don't want to take free money. You know, I'm down with, like, investments and stuff like that, and I have done that whole funding thing here and there, but I'd rather, you know, use that to build opportunities to make bigger bags for the homies, mm-hmm. for our people, and create a bigger platform. But I don't, want to, I don't want to come up off somebody else and live there forever, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, not to say or throw shade at anyone mm-hmm. else. It's not what I'm doing. I'm just like, hey, man, let's get out there and plan our own taro, you know? Love it, facts, bro. Hundred percent. Taro tastes better when it's your right. taro that you planted. You know. <laughs> That's so true, bro. Move, move, moving on to our last question, brother. What does authentic mean to you? Authentic means Luke and Razy, man. Shout out my brother, my Cocalan brother, Luke and Razy. Check check in with my bro. Authentic all day. Um, authentic to me is like it's pure. It's pure. Um, it's not tainted. It's not, you know, it's not duplicated in the sense that it's biting off something else. It's It might be a, a continuation of an entity that we all connect to. Um, authentic. Man, not fake. Not faking the funk, you know. Um, authentic. Man, I, f- I feel like authentic needs to be fearless. Like you can't, you can't uh, be afraid of nothing because, you know, God is authentic. And if God said it, God meant it. He's authentic, you know. I swear it. I, I bet that hundred percent. Authentic, yeah, yeah. Facts, word. It's a cool ass word, dude. Authentic. <laughs> authentic. That ain't even authentic, man. You know, like it's, it's already <laughs> slang, bro. Like it's dope. Bro, appreciate you, Prode, for being here with us, bro, and for all the gems, and also the amazing advice that you shared with us here on the podcast. I feel like, um, you know, even for what you what you're doing for the community, your influence and. Also, your example to those around you and, and supporters here around you, bro. Like, we're grateful for you being able to sacrifice your time to be here and also share amazing 
amazing advice for us and for whoever's listening that they can take for themselves and and also hopefully for them you know uh benefit from for their dreams and for their success man to be honest it's not a sacrifice for me bro like this is a blessing i actually feel a lot better in my life being here with y'all two today talking like i feel like this is therapeutic bro it's authentic (laughs) you know what i'm saying and i'm just just kicking it with y'all and just talking man because i I can't do to go to therapy and talk to some old bottling guy and pay $75 a second to say, man, I went through child abuse when I was a kid, man, and now it's just, you know, I can't do yeah, that, bro. Yeah. But, what, you know, like this is kind of like, you know, yeah, this is a solid um, platform that you guys have created. And uh, I just got hip to it. And when I seen it, I was like, oh, man, yo, I love this. And I saw what the sis said, and I was like, yo, yeah, you guys are really talking about deep things that we go through on the day-to-day. I feel like what you guys are doing is going to go very far for a lot of our people, you know, for all of our people, and people in general. Mm. When we get past all of that, it's just human beings in general, bro, that can relate to conversations and trauma and um, business conversation, all, all those kind of things. Mm. You know, how do you guys feel? Like I feel like we don't have enough yet yeah. when it comes to representation and um, our stories by our people. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the time, like our stories are being told by people that ain't our people, yeah. or that was like by the cousin that <laughs> that grew up outside of the experiences. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> no, I, I agree, bro. I I feel like hundred percent totally agree with um, not enough platforms, you know, to be able to share um, your messages or stories or even experiences, especially for our community. Um, bro, I always try to tell everyone like they come on the show, bro. You just start like. Start a podcast or, you know, maybe share, you know, yeah. share your stories or do some content like or something like along the lines of that. Like just being able to, I guess, you know, grow with our own people and also be able to share our own stories. I believe that we'll be able to help each other, you know, go to the next level. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer is, um, that, you know, that old African uh, proverb or, or, or quote, if you want to go fast, you go alone. But if you want to go far, you go together. So I, I feel yeah. like that's that's hundred percent how you know us as as polys because we're we're so connected you know closely, and if we could just you know move together some way without you know the tall poppy syndrome or without you know other influences around or dragging each other down the ways, I hundred percent believe that we'll be able to help each other on a different levels. So. There's a lot of noise though. Yeah, bro, you're like, right. Social media is noisy, man. Oh, bro. Like, uh, a lot of it's toxic, and I feel like we're in a competition of who can be toxic the most. Like, <laughs> I'm a better toxic person than you, toxic crusader. <laughs> you know, it's like, what do you get out of hating or, or, or talking down on somebody? Yeah. What do you really get out of it? It's going to make them upset and make you, it doesn't make you happy. Mm. So how do we break away from that? Because that seems to be the norm. Like, there's a lot of love there still. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like man, you out of every hundred comments, you see that one hating mm. comment on on whatever you're doing, and um, it can affect you in a certain way. Like, I feel like a lot of people killed themselves over social media, bro. The last two years, I think it's over seven hundred in this country alone. Dang. And a lot of them were our people. Yeah, but, that, you know, that's every, actually true. Every, that's every actually human true. being, though, uh, uh, in no respect to every human being, yeah. but if we're talking from a Pacific standpoint, it's like. Why are we killing ourselves, man? Are you our own people, our own community? Why are we killing ourselves? And we might not commit suicide. Rest in peace to the homies and the family. But we kill ourselves by that drink. We kill ourselves by that pipe. Mm. We kill ourselves by toxicity. Like, man, you know, I, I used to um, 
you know when you were a kid and like you become a teenager and you do some dumb stuff and like your mom you're like oh man she gonna whoop my ass but she gives you the silent treatment and then like oh, after sorry. a few days you're like oh I'm sorry uh, mom that's just beat me up please like man I used to rather take the beating because the beating was like I can I can take the you take the, the beating, beating but, but the, the silent the other treatment or the what you feel inside is a lot worse. Like, I didn't want to be that kind of a disappointment, you know? Yeah. I guess in the same way, I'd rather people pull up on me and just beat me up in the street than to talk to me in a in a cold-hearted way online. And these are people I never even met before. Yeah, random people online, bro. It's like, bro, like, I don't know what I did to you, but, man, please just come and shoot me, bro. I'd rather get shot than, than to deal with, like, uh, you and then a whole entourage of your friends come after me for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't ever want to talk down to people online. I've done it before, bro. I felt ugly. Mm. I called out one of my, my homies online only because he was in a different country, only because I felt like I needed to air it out in front of everyone, only because I'm over here only making excuses. I shouldn't have done it, bro. And I aired the homie out, and, man, I regret it, bro. I regret it, man, to this day. But I can't take back. I can only push forward and mm. try not to ever do that again. Mm. That's why if, if I have a situation with someone online and it's real, I'd be like, brother, man, we're in the same city. Let's meet up, have a coffee, kick it, talk. I feel like if we talk about things and identify what's happening and unpack, then we might be able to get somewhere. Otherwise, we could just go back to killing each other mm. with words or out there. Bro, I feel like you just, that right there, bro, is just literally like how we can solve a lot of issues. You know, like, I th and I think that's the issue, bro. It's like, not a lot of us are willing to face up or have that. Hey, bro, just let's just air it out. Like, let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. You know. Yeah. I think we we rather use our fists than our words. Yeah. You know? And I and I feel like you know words. I I if we can have a decent conversation, bro. You know, and even though you may not agree with with whatever it may be with the with the individual, I'm pretty sure ninety nine percent of our problems in the world will probably be solved with just talking to someone straight up and just having yeah, a real conversation. Man, like, have this conversation right here mm. with the homies that are doing 30 years in prison for something they did as, as a 16-year-old. Mm. Man, there's a lot of our people who are doing that. You know, over here, the sentences are a little bit different than America. Like, America yeah. really, really guns for us, bro. Like, California, the way that California treats our cousins, yeah. our people. Like, I got a cousin that just got released. He's been locked up since 1991. Dang. For almost hurting somebody with a firearm. He shot that way and didn't hit nobody and attempted murder gave him 30 years. Damn. And that's just the norm over there. A lot of the homies, you know, it changed their life. Like California changed their life. That's the hardest place I've ever been, bro, to see our people and how we, what we're up against. Mm. Like, yeah, man, it's a struggle here in New Zealand. It's a struggle in Australia. You know, and then the, then the islands, it's just a struggle. Like, you know, I probably wouldn't have a watch like this in Samoa. <laughs> And the food, you know, is a lot more scarce, but opportunity's different. But man, imagine if we all united, though. Ain't gonna uh, be no more struggles, bro. Hundred percent. Like, the especially stop, yeah. The Gozo movement, man. When I when I heard about that, like I don't know what 10, 15 years ago when I heard about, it, I was like, "Yep, sign me up, bro. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm down. Put me on, <laughs> man." You know? I feel like we're, we're kind of slowly gone to that, though. You know, like yeah. if, if you think about it, like that Gozo movement is like. If you think about it, like a lot of us are really, because I, I know I have a lot of friends that are talking, you know, and, and I'm like, bro, like, you know, 
if we can do something more along along those lines, you know, and grow together, bro, like how how amazing would we be? Like some of us have conversations, bro. Imagine if if Tonga and Samoa had a rugby team. <laughs> you know, like just small things like that. Like the greatest team ever <laughs> made. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta pull the players from all the other teams and then you got a team bro and then billions of dollars man for real bro like uh yeah i just love unity i love i love our people bro and um i, I never see the difference between us i can't like I, I i actually can't if i tried it'll just be like okay so you're telling me that i'm supposed to look at three of my cousins and say they're not the same like, I can see the beautiful differences. Like, you know, he's got straight hair. He's got afro. She's got, like, the dreadlocks. Cool. But they're still my cousins. Just because she's Tongan, he's Fijian, and he's Samoan. You know, because my family's mixed, bro. And and I don't even know half of my history. Maybe that's why I came a while, too. Yeah, yeah. Because my mama died when I was two years old. And I just found out this year, like, my mom, like, she got she got black in her family. Like, I, I always thought she was just German, Samoan, British. Mm-hmm. But man, it's like P and G's in there. The we whole have, mix, bro. The you know, mix. like man, it, it, and it kind of makes a lot more sense, man. And, and I've been missing that my whole life because yeah. I didn't, I wasn't raised with my mom's family. That that was taken away from me. So now it's like, man, finding all these, these little missing pieces to the puzzle, it makes the whole greater picture look even better. Yeah. And that that's what it's about, bro. That's all it's about. Yeah, bro. bro in in retrospect, we're all big one family, and we we gotta grow together. Yeah, man. I understand. Mm-hmm. Like some people don't don't think the same, and man, some people get angry at me for saying it, bro. Like, but man, like I'm on that vibe, bro. And and you know, in the islands, we 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 learned our connection to Africa. We learned our connection to the Americas and the history there, mm-hmm. and the traveling between Southeast Asia, Indigenous Australia. So to me, I'm like, that's all family. Yeah. Everywhere, every country I go, I take that mentality. That's all family. So I go wherever, even if if it's a hood I'm not supposed to be in. Because I grew up on this side of the fence with my family, I still go to the hood and I show love and respect, mm. and I go with God and always, you know. bro, always. Yeah, sorry, man. Uh, are we running out of time? Nah, you. <laughs> bad, okay, I, just, I just felt like kicking it now. That's, bro, that's me, bro. I, yeah, we're, man. we're loving it. Yeah. Ask sorry. me some more questions, bro. <laughs> feel like kicking it now, man. Uh, I got one more then. Yeah, how's that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one go. more. <laughs> um, I guess. What? Because uh, what we do a lot on the podcast, we like to focus obviously on us being able to take um, negative situations and turn it into something positive. And I guess for you, like what has been, um, what's the experience that you've had that you, uh, a setback or failure that you've had that you've been most grateful for? Mm, that's a good question, bro. Maybe we should have cut it short because that's, <laughs> that's a hard question to answer, really. No. Um, I think for me, bro, like, this might, uh, I'm going to try and answer that question the best that I can. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. Um, You're good. I'm always all over the place. That's my persona, man. I'm like, yeah. Um, for me, bro, growing up, mixed race or, or afakasi, as some people say, in, in the islands, and having skin that was too light and Having a Balangi name, it earned me a lot of beatdowns. Like a lot of people came after me and whooped my ass. And that's just how it goes. And, I, you know, because I've been watching some people, you know, TikTok is, a, is one of those things where people get on there and tell their stories and I'm listening mm-hmm. and absorbing and appreciating. 
And I feel like th there's a lot of people out there that went through hardships within the culture as, as mixed race people. And then after that, they were like, nah, I'm not rolling with, with these guys if they treat me like I'm not them. And they just detached themselves. And for me, I didn't detach myself. For me, like, I appreciated the beatings. I was like, cool, all right, yeah, run it, run it, mm. run it. And they, you know, they would say things like, I'm not a real Simon or a real Islander, and, and just hurtful things. Like, some people would say that. Yeah. But some people become a lot of people over the journey. And it just was inspiration to me. It just, it was so inspiring. Like, you know what, man, you're right. Okay, I'm going to go overseas. And I'm going to go and take the 685 thing and run it around the world and represent for us. And I'm going to come back and bring it back to us. Like, that's going to be my, going to win my, my money, my contribution. It inspired me. That that thing that could have been trauma and could have caused me to hate myself or hate mm. my people actually made me love people more. And that, that, that was a negative if I saw it that way. But I saw it like, hey, man, get out there and do something. You know, they beating your ass and all that. They, they just going through their own demons. Like, maybe that kid that whooped your ass got a whooping from his dad that morning <laughs> at the bus stop, you know? So, again, bro, like, I never try to throw my, my hurt or my anger on, onto other people like I have in the past. I, I don't try to do that no more. And that's a situation that taught me, you know, be humble. You don't need no ego. You know, all you need is God and the homies around you and, and you straight. You know, and be honest and believe, work hard. And with every positive or with, with every failure, there's a lesson in victory. So I failed a hundred million times, bro. A hundred million times to get that one victory. You know, so. And that's all it takes, bro, that one victory. One victory can change your life, man. 100%. You know. Like I heard the big homie say, one hit song can change your life. You know, and I'm still waiting for that one hit song. <laughs> <laughs> still waiting, man. But, you know, we, we still keep it pushing. And um, I don't know, man. I feel like a lot of our people here, they need to talk. Oh, like, bro, they do, bro. Or they need to watch stuff like this and hear people talk and then go, damn, that's how I feel. Mm. And then hopefully, you know? bro, then that's all our hope and prayers. Like, they can. And if they do this can be a platform that can actually help them make that difference, you know? You know, people like yourself, you know, being able to share and, and just, you know, just talk, you know, having these convos, bro, that, that would help them, um, hopefully crossing fingers, you know, help our people go together, you know, so. Yeah, bro, yeah. We have to keep the work up and keep rolling and pushing forward because I feel like the more we create this platform and, and make it a bigger environment for us, the better we can articulate the struggle down the line. Mm. That's what the OG told me, too. Like, hey, just focus on this right now, because, poetic man, you all over the place, posting things about slavery and this and that, and, like, this, just focus on the music and get there. Get to that next level, and then you'll be in a bigger room, and then you can have conversations that might be able to bring a million dollars back to the island and help the kids that were starving in this village. And small wins like that turn into, you know... Big wins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I... Yeah, man, I, I yeah. be I be dropping the ball a lot too, right. man. Like, I I just, you know, when you when you lay there and you receive your tatau, yeah, it comes to a point where you just give into the pain, and you just become one with it instead of trying to fight it. Well, for me, that's what I've I've been doing these last couple of years. I just gave into it, bro, and just became one with the pain. So on this day, I might have a drink and might drown my sorrows, and on the next day, I might climb a mountain, mm. you know, and say a prayer and then go and record a song and stuff like that. I'm just trying to go with it for now in this chapter. Mm. Hopefully I get to see it's the next amazing, chapter. Bro. You will, bro. I'm pretty sure you will. 
I feel like that that's what a lot of people need to realize is like I feel like a lot of people don't really have or maybe they have one way or no way to like I guess cope with whatever yeah. they're going through but if they like realize that there's other ways to cope and to have peace like you know obviously church is a lot one for our our, mm. our, our, um, our people there's church but a lot of us don't realize like we're we're kind of in touch with our you know with with with, with earth with mother earth like if you think about like you know our culture back then you know we love spending time with family we love spending time um in nature i think m- most of us you know going to the beach or the ocean or the water like the plantation bro. plantation bro like whatever it is yeah. like there's a lot of things that we can use to be in an environment to cope with whatever we're going through because sometimes we need a little breather or we need our mind to refocus or sharpen a bit mm-hmm. take a step back and to be like okay let me take a step back let me just get a couple breaths or let me just think about some things or just just put my mind on you know on just on just like on reset right now and just focus on something right now and then when i'm ready then i can go back to you know what, what, what i'm trying to do mm. so i think it's just us trying to figure out a balance where we really can and whatever it might, might be if, if it is like you know to go out or get a good dinner or if it is to go you know maybe drink some volume or whatever it may be like all of us have different coping mechanisms that we need to figure out for ourselves that helps us to get through the next day or get through the next month or whatever it may be. Yeah, bro. You know? I hear you. And support the homies. Support the hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah. Like, yeah, don't don't knock somebody else, you know. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like we tease. We tease out. <laughs> we tease, bro, man. I've done it before, but I try not to tease. I try to do like those smart jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the ones that make you want to cry yourself to sleep. I don't want to be that guy. But I'll have to. If you want the smoke, you just <laughs> just 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 joking, man. Um, yeah, bro. You know, one, one thing I missed that I didn't really realize when I got here, living in, in, in this city, Auckland, is like, I don't have access to uh, the river that runs through my backyard no more. Yeah. And I can't just climb the mango tree in the front yard. You know, and I can't go and connect to the earth and plant stuff in the plantation because we only got this little section in yeah, the front, yeah. you know. And I was like, man, I didn't realize how much I needed to cleanse my spirit. And I, I felt like um, I became more of like a colonized threat, like, you know, mm. in the sense that I lost that connection. Because, you know, we connect to the land as something. Mm. We connect to the, the language. We connect to uh, our family name and, and, and the heritage and the bloodline. Yeah. But if you take things away, you start to change over exactly. time. So maybe the lack of exactly. culture is what we're facing yeah. right now. So if we all were educated mm. as to who we are, where we're from, what history, mm. what happened during colonization yeah, and yeah, pre-colonization... Yeah. We might have a better chance of, you know, stepping into these big ballrooms and, you know, <laughs> getting the business. For a hundred. Because well, one thing that I did mention, like, if you think about it, like, um, think about, like, the sports that, you know, that in the Olympics or whatever it may be. Like, I always thought to myself, this is like a sign but, like, I'm always thinking, like, think about our people and what did we, what were we called as, you know, like, you know, the navigators, right? We could, we could sell anything. We're so creative. We built it. You know, we use the ground around us to build things, mm. transportation, whatever it be. And I'm like looking at it now, like, bro, do you think like uh, this is a, this is probably a different type of thought? But I was like, bro, like, I I believe maybe we're t- we're kind of out of touch of our, our island side because a lot of people are like why like bro, we're not even into a lot of sports like that from our history like like what like you know like think about it like shouldn't we be like number one in surfing or number one in like sailing hey, you know. Yeah. You know, those type of sports are like, bro, because we did that. Like, you know, we you know, we were the number one best sailors. 
or we were the you know history navigators, you know, bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like we could be winning gold every 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 Olympics, you know. So it's um, I don't know, just a side thought. Like you know, thinking about culture and everything, and you know, things that we've kind of lost out of touch. One being like maybe ancient sports that we used to do, or ancient you know trades we used to we, we used to accomplish. You know, if you think about like, and I'm thinking about. There's another side note, but. Like building, you know, like a lot of polys over here, we love building. Like we love, yeah, we love, love being a builder. Building, you know what I mean? Like we love yeah. creating something. Yeah, we bro. just like going up to any, anywhere like, oh man, I'll be a builder. Give me a belt, you know, hammer, make something, you know, because we were building, we were pretty You love polys. Bunnings, huh? <laughs> you love, bro, I love, but I just walk through Bunnings and act like I got some money and just, hi, how's it going? <laughs> no, no, I'm fine. I, I know where I, yeah, but really, window shopping, man. Bro, I love Bunnings. Walking in, I can be there for hours just looking around. Man, Go I, to Evandale, get your tools, bro. Oh yeah! Underneath the stadium every Sunday, bro. They got cheap tools, man. Right, go. Yeah. Let's go. Real life hack, right there, man. Let's go. We're gonna write that down. <laughs> yeah, build, building is like a it's, it's something else, man. You start with a foundation. You and your Burr. team build up. Burr. And you know you gotta have a plan. You gotta stick to the script. You gotta leave room for things to happen. Like man, the weather might come and blow yep. you down. So start again. You know you gotta like forecast things. You know to see how much I need for this and that. It's life. So that's all it is. It's like raising a child, you know. Like, yeah. You just, yeah, man. Like, if you, hey, anyone watching this, if you ever want to go and be a builder, go be a builder. It's like be the best job, bro. Like, I miss building. I was doing building before the music. Yeah. I just got too busy with the music, but I've been really thinking about going back to building. So maybe next year I'll take six months <laughs> to kind of free up, you know, the day so I can just go <laughs> back to a nine to five. And I love roofing too. Roofing is dope, bro. Yeah, I love roofing. That's what I'm saying. Like a lot of polys are builders, bro. And then and I and I know why they love it. Is like they just like hands on things and be able to build something and like you create a home for someone to live in, you know. And and, I, and I'm thinking back to like back in our, back in probably the previous days and generations. Like they're over here, literally, um, like forecasting. Like, bro, like there's a lot of hurricanes that happen. You know, obviously in the Pacific. Yeah, like, yeah. They must have known. So, like, they were building homes to be able to, to withstand, know, withstand that, this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, just withstand this thing. And now, now we built these flash pilot homes, and the hurricane comes in. <laughs> it's like, dude, damn. <laughs> nah, man. I grew up in the hurricanes, too. I remember that, you know, like, when the hurricanes yeah. come in, in, uh, in Christmas time in the islands and the floods. Yeah. Like, I grew up in a place we call Swamp Area, bro. Fungale. Yeah, yeah. In our peer city. And, like, every year when the rain hits, like up to your waist, bro, in your house, wow. in your bedroom, and we'd be like trying to sleep on a higher bunk, like you know, just waiting. And the sores and like you know, eels and stuff flowing around your bedroom and stuff. And then the cleanup was crazy. But I remember like the hurricanes, and the hurricane would hit, and then like you know, the uncle would be there and he'd, hello, my friend Papa Q coming in. Yeah, I'm with the <laughs> But really, uncle just gonna smoke weed, man. Like, <laughs> ain't no barbecue in the hurricane. Come on, uncle. <laughs> Cut it up, cut it up. <laughs> it's funny, man. Man, they don't even got they don't even got weed in Samoa. Like you know, like like when you go to America, and you see our people selling weed legally, yeah, yeah. and growing legally, and building, you know, intergenerational wealth from this thing, this like this beautiful thing <laughs> from, from marijuana, right? And I'm yeah, just like, yeah. wow, that's a whole other industry. Like it's like a billion dollar a year industry, in, huge in, industry in every country that legalizes, yeah. and even the countries that don't legalize it, but they grow it for whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, imagine if that happened here or in the islands, and it, it you know, you can't have that conversation in the islands. So 
Because the church will come through and go, <laughs> Jesus not, did not smoke. They're not going to let it go in the islands. <laughs> but there's always that one uncle go, he didn't smoke, but he drank. Because he turned the water to the wine and let's go to town. <laughs> not for real, let's go to town. <laughs> 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 no, man, sorry. No, yeah, bro. bro, I think that, yeah, bro, that's, <laughs> I, I 100% agree, bro. I've, and I, yeah, bro, we just, our people are amazing people. And I feel like they just need to understand that, that they're amazing. They have talents. And that's another point, too, is like, bro, we have so much talents. and So much talent, bro. That, uh, that we don't even want to, <laughs> We sometimes we don't even want to use our talent. Bro, like, you know? cause I, I said to myself, I don't even want to be the best rugby player in the world. So I just, nah, <laughs> I, I can't even run anymore. Like, totally. I went to go for a run to the mailbox. So I was like, nah, nah, um, man, I said this cause I, I got this new project coming out in two weeks and uh, the first song drops, I think not this week, the following. And um, if you can get past all the swear words and all that yeah, stuff yeah. and like, yeah, you're going to hear things. And I said this line, like Pacifica people most gifted. Uh, what is it, the line? Pacifica people most gifted. Running, running, running with the ball, making billions for the business. But who owns the stadium, though? That's the line. Like, I don't know Facts. if we own the stadium, man. Facts. I don't think we do. I think we can get good contracts and, you know, individually come up and, you know, create opportunity as we go. But mm. we're still not at the stage where we own the stadium. We own the team. So we're still yeah. making billions and billions of dollars for, you know, for the system. For those the powers that be, mm. and it'll be nice to see um, people that are from our section in those in those places. So, those. you know, there's no room for tall poppy central in my house. Bro. Like, hey man, you you know what? If if you feel like somebody, like say for example, somebody feel like tall poppy towards me, like I'm I'm too above or whatever in any way, and they don't mm. like it, and they want to cut me down, I'll just pick you up, bro, and I'll put you on my shoulder so you can be higher. Hundred, get there, bro. You know, once one of us get the door open, we all run in. And when they close the door, we go over every window and open them. And open the window, bro. Jump in, jump in. Then we run the house, bro. That sounds, oh, I like that. You know, I mean, we're, we already built the house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we, we already got the tools from, here? we already got the tools from Bunnings, you know? Man, I, I like driving past, like, because I, I built a lot of houses and I did a lot of roofs mm -hmm. in, in my time. And I love driving, like, south, east, west, north, everywhere, central. And I'd be like, I did that roof. I built that house. That's all. I did the framework here. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve days, we put that two story up. Twelve days, you know. And that's like, the beauty of it, bro. That's the beauty, man. And not even like to brag or, or be like an egotistical kind of guy. It's just more like, man, like I'm gonna be dead in the, in, in in a few years, and that place is gonna be there. And in the next man, fifty, bro. You know, like when you take out the shower, you're gonna see the floorboard big ass poetic tank. <laughs> I'm like, that was me. It was like, you know. So and all the homies that I know, all the homies that build, you know, they feel something like that. Yeah, bro. Man, that's 100. my contribution to that street or Auckland, or it's cool, you know. That's what's about, bro. That's what's about. Yeah, yeah, bro. We're we're way uh, past our time, but bro, we're, sorry, man. My no, bad. you're good, bro. Like this is this has been a real good podcast, mean episode. Um, but yeah, yeah bro. Like we're we're grateful again for you, poetic, being here with us today and for your wise words of wisdom. So like, yeah, we 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 can't wait for more podcasts to come in the future so yeah bro i'm still learning too man and i appreciate your platform because you know i can learn some gems from what you guys are putting together here you know appreciate Solid. it appreciate it bro yeah 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 well we'll, we'll go over and uh close up oh was there anything like to say before we close up this episode bro man don't give up don't give up whatever it is look after yourselves look after your people 
your, your loved ones, your family, check in on people, you know, and, and um, try to forgive, you know, forgive yourself, forgive people. You know, forgiveness is, 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 a, is a superpower, you know, and I'm still trying to, you know, get there with a lot of things, but if you can forgive yourself, man, your life will be so much better. If you forgive your parents or your siblings or your cousins or friends, coworkers, whatever, just forgive, man, and, mm. and, and, and carry on in, in, in God's light. Hundred. And uh, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna pray for all of us. You know, I'm gonna pray for us on my my daily prayers. And yeah, love you guys, everybody. <laughs> appreciate it, guys. P- appreciate it, Porter. Appreciate it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're like to be grateful for um uh product being here with us, guys. We'll also mention. We'll put his socials on, on on the description below. Make sure you guys go check out his content and then also check out his music. And he also ha- he has some stuff coming up in two weeks, right? Or uh, he has some songs coming up soon. Yeah, man, I, I got I got an EP dropping, but Let's I'm, go. I'm really excited about next week is uh, my also React. So React's my day one from Samoa. Nice. He's originally from here, but he did uh, a lot of time in Samoa. And um, yeah, so React's coming out and he's got a, a song dropping, his first song, his first single. And it's featuring myself, but it's also featuring Rizvan. Oh, Rizvan, man, I'm gonna just go ahead. Sorry, man, drag this on a little no, bit. No, you're long. good, bro. I feel like Rizvan's the best rapper in New Zealand, bro. Like in Auckland, I feel like he's the best person. He's a leader. He's the OG. He looks after people on every level, and um, he's always there to give advice. You know, in in the industry, in the grassroots, in the mm. culture, and. He's dangerous on the mic, like, you know, on no smoke with a double, man. Like, <laughs> he can deliver a story. He can deliver, like, the flow, everything. So, you know, um, I got to give uh, praise to God for creating Rizvan and putting him right here where he needs to be, which is in Auckland. I felt like he was meant to be here because he's helped a lot of artists. Helped me out. Gave me my first run of shows, mm. you know. So, yeah, he's one of the people I always love and cherish and uh, respect. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. And um, I also react. He saved my life a lot of times, man. Like, yeah, I might have been dead or I might have been crippled and, you know, whatever. But he, he pulled up and looked out for me. So shout out, I also react. And yeah. Love it. Love it. All, All right, right, guys. Uh, make sure you guys like, subscribe, comment down below. Also, as well, um, what you think about the episode. And guys, go tune into our content. Every week, we drop stuff every week on social media platforms Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. So go check out the channels as well. We're trying to raise this thing up. So we can get people to listen to, to our message as well. Um, remember again, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts, guys. So we're basically everywhere. Um, just go ahead and watch the podcast or listen to it wherever you have, whatever you have. Um, so yeah. So then, we'll see you guys next time. Peace out, guys. Peace.